Hello listeners, uh, this is Roland. Uh, just briefly before we start this proper full uh, episode to begin season three of Euphoria, I thought I'd caveat this episode because in the time between recording and uh, releasing of this episode, the bloody UK Eurovision You Decide entries have been revealed. Uh, and so we thought we couldn't possibly go without commenting and giving our two cents on these entries. So what we're going to do is, uh, obviously in this episode, we haven't mentioned them because they weren't out at the time, uh, but this weekend, Isabel and I are going to sit down and do a uh, quick uh, review of them in what will be a mini foria, which will hopefully come out at some point this weekend, if not early on Monday. So tune in for that, guys, as we review all of the UK's Eurovision You Decide entries. But in the meantime, here's a full episode of your favourite Eurovision podcast. Euphoria. Hello and welcome to season three. Woo! It's officially started. Of Euphoria, a podcast where we look back on the great glam and garish of Eurovision past. My name's Isabel Shulman, and I'm joined as ever. By the southwest of England's answer to Robin Bengston, it's Roland Bodnum. <laughs> hey everyone. You've got the same initials, haven't you? Oh shit, I do. You're basically the same human. Not the west coast of America's though. No. No, not quite that much. No. Uh, but I'm here again. We're actually, ironically, despite living in two countries, have done two consecutive weeks of together podcasts. Yeah, we have, aren't we? Yeah. Two different places. That's different it for countries. now. Two different countries. Two different continents. We've gone global. I mean, we were. <laughs> we were global anyway. We were global anyway. We're fully, we've always been global, mate. We're yeah, we stars. have. Famous as fuck. Eurovision. <laughs> Euro, oh, I can't even remember it. That's Maybe better. that should be, you know, when we changed our um, Twitter bio to say, we're really camp and we love pop yeah, last year. Is it still that? It is still that. Yeah. Maybe we should just change famous it to famous as fuck. as fuck for this season. Do we, we need to quote someone. So if someone can tweet that, and yeah, then we'll just quote it. Yeah, great. <laughs> okay, someone. Uh, yeah, as many of you as possible, just... Just do that about yeah, us. Just you, say you're a very podcast. Yeah. Famous as fuck. Yeah, okay. And then we'll put it on our bio. Great. Cool. Excellent. Thanks. First person to do it gets to be on our bio for the next, <laughs> next season. Um, Isabel, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Would you like a lovely bottle of Pazimento from Italy? Oh, lovely. Are we gonna, is this going to be an actually nice one? Yeah, That's no, fun, I had I had uh, a taste of it. I had a taste of it. I went back, to the lovely, taste of it? Uh, went back to the lovely place where they give you samples and they oh. chat to you about stuff. Yeah, but we can name that. Yeah, Majestic. majestic. Yeah, lovely. lovely tell you majestic what, wine. It was you lovely. want to sponsor us? Do it, mate. They are so well trained, right, at having a genuine conversation with you. About yeah, I told you stuff. about that time I went to the one of the guy with some like Leeds, and yeah. he was dead nice. Yeah. It was in, in like West London, but it was lovely. You can't train that. That's just that's just company ethic. Uh, something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got bored of his own sentence. <laughs> it's just like a oh, third that's of the bullshit. way through. How have you been? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. It's been a long week, hasn't it? We've had a conference. Bloody hell, yeah, we did. Yeah, big that's why I'm here. Conference. That's why Roland's in the UK to yeah. come to a big comp- company conference. Because although he's moved to America, we still work for the same company. Yeah. Um, so we did a two days at the O2. I went on the dangle car. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, you, oh, yeah. yeah, we went there together yeah. on it though. Yeah. Um, what's it called again? I always call it the dangle. The Emirates. Way. Emirates Airline, Airline cable car that goes yeah. over the Thames. First time ever on it, right? If you come into London yeah. and you're a tourist, you want to do some touristy stuff, yeah. right? Do not spend ridiculous money on going on the bloody London Eye. No. Get 
it's three quid to go on the dangle car. Yeah. And it's lovely. And it's you can really just nice. go back again. And that's only six quid. It's sort of in the middle of nowhere. You get to go to the O2. You go to the O2. It, if you're interested yeah. in going to the O2, you've got a gig or something. Yeah. Definitely go over that bit. Or if you just want to go to Greenwich. Like you can go over there and then walk like walk through Greenwich. Yeah, it's yeah, a nice no, day. Walk along nice. the Thames. It's beautiful. Isabel's London recommendation. That's my dangle car. <laughs> Emirates dangle way. Here we go. Also, it should be renamed that as well. It should be called the dangle way. Here we go. Ooh. Hey. Oh, did you spill? <laughs> I did. I finally oh, spilled. <laughs> he's finally done it. After three seasons. On me a little bit. After, after three two seasons, seasons. Two seasons. I've finally done it. That's not bad. Ooh. I keep thinking because we had them two days out. I keep forgetting that it's fine. Cheers, cheers, mate. To the start of season three. <laughs> Yay! Officially. Apologies mm. mm. about oh, the quality delicious. of my microphone last week. It was a bit cobbled together. Yeah, but, I liked um, it. I liked it on control. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, cut out at the end. But uh, Isabel seemed to. Uh, and also, cover for we me. should talk about the fact that this is coming out late. Yes. So address that situation. We should address it. So we were going to do one on Thursday, as per usual. But Roland was very jet lagged, and mm. we just got this conference, and it was too much to mm. deal with. And I think that's fair enough. Yeah. He's a busy boy. So <coughs> we've decided. Um, we've decided anyway. Actually, yeah. we're going to do this fortnightly yeah. now we just because of the time difference. We can basically only record this now on a weekend. Yeah. So it has to be either a Saturday or Sunday afternoon evening for yeah. me. Yeah. Which isn't always going to be feasible. Yeah. So we're aiming for fortnightly. Yeah. If we ever miss that, we're sorry. We will make up for it. Yeah. We'll catch These up. are going to be the best bloody episodes we'll ever. Put, we'll put a lot of work into it. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and 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 wherever possible, even if we can't do a full episode, we'll try and do a mini a mini for you because we did a couple yeah. in the first season and actually I quite yeah. liked them. So especially around uh, national final season, <laughs> yeah. uh, they're good to do. Talking of which, Eurovision news. Well, I've got better at segues since the last yeah, you <laughs> season. Yeah, uh, Shit, Isabel, it's all happening. Oh, they're all being announced. There's Who? finalists. They're, uh, they're like national finalists. There's uh, old uh, Eurovision stars returning to reclaim their throne. Uh, there's gossip. There's uh, all sorts um, like go on then I've got no news there's so. a story that I, I, can't, I can't quite understand yet but basically there's a lot of drama going on in Belarus right now around the national final I'll read you the headline from Wee Wee Blogs it reads Belarus six finalists threaten to withdraw if Alex Zeev is allowed to appear in the national final what? So last week, Ukraine pop star Alexeev qualified for the Belarus national final with his song Forever, but some of his fellow finalists aren't happy. They've threatened to leave Belarus's selection if broadcaster BTRC doesn't disqualify Alexeev for breaching Eurovision rules. Why? Because he's from the Ukraine. A controversy arose, or controversy arose, when Russian VK group ESC World Club published short videos showing Alexeev performing his song. <gasps> During his concerts in Kiev no. and Stavropol in May 2017. Nope. No, no, so no, no, no. Basically, no. that was before the Eurovision season started, as we said in the beginning of September. Yeah. You are not allowed to. You are not allowed perform... to perform that song. It cannot be a public no. song. The public cannot know it because otherwise you've got an unfair advantage yeah. over other competitors yeah. as you may have a fan base that you've been marketing this yeah. to and singing this to for bloody ages. Alex Eve and his uh, team are basically saying it's a different song. Pretty much they're saying like it's it's changed enough or it's, it's, it's a different song entirely from what that was, but it seems like it's pretty close. Anyway, so drama. Roland can do a song in a week, mate. Yeah, bloody can. Fix they should it. do a new song. Come on. Drama in Belarus. Do you want to know what else has been going on? Yes. 
Uh, one one uh, UK uh, national finalist has been announced. It wasn't one that we put on the list uh, last uh, episode. So what? Carl Barat's sister's not involved yet. Well, we don't know, not yet, but uh, it wasn't be. one on. She's but got we won't talent, go. mate. The big news of the announced uh, national finalists oh, this yeah. year oh, is yeah. one of our favourites on this show, and it's uh, if you uh, if this doesn't give it away, it's for Norway. And returning to reclaim his crown <laughs> is the inexplicably young-looking <laughs> Alexander Ryback. Now, he has entered Eurovision this year with a uh, meta-funk song called, called That's How You Write a Song. Excellent. So I've not, um, I've seen a few bits online about this, yeah. but I've not yet heard yeah. it because we thought we'd wait yeah. until the podcast and for me to listen to. I've it. not like heard any reaction from people. So I'm uh, coming in this from, uh, uh, I've heard it, but right. I, I don't know what oh. other people think. Okay. So I'm a bit like, ooh, I don't know. How, okay, so here we go. Yeah. He's got his little uh, violin solo in there. Oh my god! It's funky. God. It's fun. I it's like re- it. No, it's very fun. It's I ridiculous. Like it. How old is he? We don't. Because we just don't know. <laughs> he is like what's the? It's Dorian Gray. He's like, he has years a, old. He has a like a an Instagram a, photo somewhere that is aging like slowly. aging. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. I really like That's it. That's really fun. It's fun. It you know oh, whether it's a winner or not. I, he's got a good voice as well. It's like he's got fun, such a lovely little voice. face. Yeah, the dance moves. Oh, well, I hope it gets through. Just so when we do the, um, uh, just on on the light of Eurovision, it yeah. gives me something I can dance. Oh my to. god! Yeah, it's dancing. I'm already gonna know the dance routine. It's dancey. It. It's fun. He's cheeky. The, Hello. It's <laughs> 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 got a good solo in. I'm all for oh, that. Lovely. Yeah. So there all we right. go. So I mean, there's lots loads going on. There's websites you can go to for like the really in-depth gossip. Basically, and Roland saying, "Do the fucking <laughs> research yourself, guys. I can't be bothered." All right. We'll do something Just when when we'll do something for sure when the UK uh, entrants get announced we'll probably do a mini for you then or something to just focus on that absolutely um but uh but yeah it's all going on guys Great. eurovision's here i mean it's it always comes around here. so quick it's always here in our hearts but it's always like and in our minds and in our souls any other business oh no i think we did that really we covered that in terms of the um yeah yeah we did regularity up, up, um, yeah regularity all stuff. that sort of business stuff send us an email guys oh, yeah, we are yeah. euphoria podcast at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us via Twitter, which is at EuphoriaCast. And um, we'll save the song explainer for the end. Yes, we yeah, will. Cool. Okay. We've got a plan. Right. Plan. Oh, it's, it's oh, a story. It's, a plan. it's my story God, this week. A I'm new story. Hoping, I realised, I only thought about it the other day, but I realised the last story that was told on the podcast was about a woman who was uh, murdered and disappeared. Murdered. It was a slightly Someone downbeat end, end to the series. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one, let's, let's see how this one fares, shall we? This is much more fun. Yay! No murder. No murder. Okay. Although there is a kidnapping. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. All right, we'll bloody get on with it then. <laughs> what? 
Okay, yeah. I feel weird that you said this one's much more happy. But... No, it's fun. Oh, fun, okay. It's fun. really fun. Excellent. So, so when we were been, um, discussing the series, we kept talking about how we haven't actually done any episodes on any of the really famous Eurovision stars yet. You know, we, 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 yeah. we've been discussing the fact that we haven't, we haven't done ABBA or yeah. Dana or precious you know the big the big big names yeah. in Eurovision yeah. Yeah, yeah. um so for this episode I haven't gone quite that big I haven't We're gone ABBA it. big because I still need to actually have the time and the energy and the brain space to <sighs> whole series on them. It. we could do a whole series in ABBA um but I've gone uh, I thought I'd kick us off with a with a bona fide definite Eurovision celeb though a global megastar in his own right a man who has sold over 300 million records worldwide Shit. and reportedly slept <laughs> with over 3,000 women. Who the, who's that? It's not Robin Bexton. It's Mr. Julio Iglesias. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> Is he no relation to Enrique? Because I feel like they're both... Uh... He's his dad. I didn't even know that. Bloody hell, mate. <laughs> so this is, this is, right, you're going to have a real education I'm this episode have a great then. Time. So Julio is, he's a big name and he's a big star globally, but his son, Enrique, Enrique. to our generation at least, um, I think it's obviously much bigger. So to keep this episode fun, fun, fresh and funky. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm going to tell you this, this life story of Julio and Gazias. Yeah. But with expert, um, <laughs> with excerpts of the book, Enrique Iglesias, an unauthorized biography. Yes. Which may well be the single greatest piece of literature you'll ever read. Um, and But alongside that, there's some other bits and pieces as well that have come out of other terrible pieces of journalism and books I've found along the way. So you know what uh, I'm really excited about this season? Because we are going to start doing some of the biggies. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited because these ones actually have books written about them right really terrible that, books yeah that we can access yeah and the other thing is is that currently in my apartment i have a bookshelf but with no <laughs> books on it <laughs> so oh my god i'm just gonna fill biographies it of every Eurovision terrible term. biographies of like really obscure well no actually they won't be really obscure but like random eurovision stars there's some gold on the what i i mean gold. it will be weird for people coming to visit my apartment for the first time to be like but i always think like we've said before in terms of when you tell someone you do a eurovision, eurovision Oh, yeah. podcast it's a good um, barometer yeah. for whether yeah. or not you're going to get on plus none like of someone the, finds that funny or not yeah there's no preconceptions in america as well they just don't know it don't, so i can say they don't they're give so a fuck. keen about everything yeah it's all right they just love it it's all right oh they're it's nice right. aren't they americans they're all right yeah oh, oh. No. Um, no. go on then okay so we're going to start off i'm going to get you into the the scene mm. give you you know a good you in the mindset that yes. you need to be in okay. to get involved in this story. <laughs> so we're going to start off with the blurb that I found for a book called Julio Iglesias, The Unsung Story. Okay. Okay, you ready? This is Julio's biography. <coughs> this is an unauthorised biography oh, unauth of Julio. <laughs> That's even All better. All unauthorised. Maybe I'll just All only get unauthorised biographies. It's the unsung story. Yes, yeah, yeah. To the fans who adore him, Julio Iglesias is the ultimate conquistador. A conqueror who knows no frontiers. He has captured the hearts and minds of audiences all over the world and has become the highest selling recording artist of all time. What? Wealthy, be that's true. Is that really true? That's true. Bigger than Elvis, bigger than the Beatles. Fuck. Wealthy beyond imagination, Julio displays all the eccentricities of the super rich. Houses, cars, private planes, and numerous women have been at his disposal. <laughs> But fame and success have come at a price. Oh, no. And the star often cuts a solitary and desperate figure. Oh. He is a man 
of two faces. He's a the public face he bears willingly, <laughs> the private he guards obsessively, wishing to hide the more troubling aspects of a life that even modern filmmakers might call far-fetched. Oh my God. You excited? How can you not buy that book? You buzzed? That's going to be first on my shelf. I know, right? Available at all good... No, it's not. It's not. not it's available. like two quid online. <laughs> really unauthorised. Yeah, do it. I'm going to buy you, it. When you buy it, it comes bound in like plastic and it's like... <laughs> like very it's just like one of those notepads it's got like a ring binder that's <laughs> yeah. holding all the pages together Printed off. yeah julio jose iglesias de la cueva was born on the 23rd of september 1943 in madrid mm. the son of julio iglesias senior a medical doctor who became one of the youngest gynecologists in the country <laughs> wow impressive good, yeah that's uh good yeah good uh, i don't know what <laughs> I don't know what being a young gynecologist, like... I mean, obviously, you have to go through doctor school and that, yeah. isn't it? That was what it was called. Just was dead into Fanny's well young. I don't know. <laughs> I bet when you start really young, that's really impressive. Like, like the young guys are like, have you had sex yet? Um, actually, I've looked at 200 vaginas. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Julio was a very talented young man. And he alternated between playing professional football as a goalkeeper for Real Madrid. Wow. And studying law. Jeez. Right? Didn't end up doing either of them. Crazy good. Iglesias himself has previously admitted he was never the world's greatest football player, but believed he had the discipline necessary to play alongside the biggest sports stars of his generation. Yeah, he did. As his unauthorized biography reads. Okay. Did you buy this? No, you can get loads of bits of it online, <laughs> honestly. You just got extracts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, we should, cre we should credit fine. the author at least, but we'll do that oh, at the end. I'll find it. We'll do it at the end. <laughs> Although Julio couldn't have known at the time, his desire to take centre stage and show off for the crowd already suggests the magnificent future. I can't speak. <laughs> the magnificent future that awaited him in show business. Since the very first time he blocked a shot, he would forever crave the roar of an appreciative audience and the hush of a jam-packed stadium as he dove for the ball. That's amazing. Mate, That's that great, is right? such a well-written, well, unauthorised biography. That is prose. Speaking about his time at Real Madrid, Julio said, you feel 50,000 people in the stadium and you go on the grass and the magic starts. Wow. You feel like you are something else. All the dreams that you have for years come back in a reality and you are in front of so many people playing a match and you win, you lose. It's passion. It's courage. Damn. So Julio it's is so, also very yeah, it's This whole, yeah, everyone here is is pretty they're, dramatic. They're at a 10. Yeah, they're at a 10. They're yeah. already at a 10. They're at a 10. Yeah. It would be, it'd be quite an exhausting dinner party with the two of them. Oh, yeah, honestly. it would just be like... Oh, yeah, okay. author and subject. Guys, enough metaphors. Can we just talk about Christ, like the weather or something? Right. Yeah. Not about love. It is, love, it is like, nice yeah. lasagna, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. But his professional football career mm. was soon to be ruined by a near-death experience. What? Back now. Is this the kidnapping? No. No, not even no. that yet. No, this was There's a near-death so experience much excitement and a kidnapping. Honest to God. All right. Go back now briefly to the unauthorised biography. Okay, good. On the night of September 22nd, 1963, a 19-year-old Julio took advantage of an annual fiesta, dancing in the town square, dining al fresco, and oh. whistling at every pretty girl that passed him in the plaza. <laughs> Sounds delightful. <laughs> Sounds delightful. Every pretty girl. That was girl. one of my favourite lines. Whistling yeah, at like every pretty, pretty girl. Why do, how do they know that? He didn't they say didn't that. Know. He didn't bloody he know He didn't that. say that. That's imaginary. Basically, what actually happened was when he was 19 years old, he was driving home from a party uh, with two friends and unfortunately ended in a tragedy. Eesh. While taking a curve in the road, the car he was driving crashed, 
leaving him clinging on to life. Bloody hell. The crash smashed his lower back and compressed a nerve in his spine, <sighs> leaving him paralyzed from the chest down. A paralysis that would see him bedridden for two years. Two years? Two Imagine years. that. So age, ni- yeah, 19 to 21. But even then, like two years and recovering as well. Like you think. Yeah. Oh, he was, I mean, we'll go into this a bit more about okay. his recovery. But he, um, like he's, you know, he's never fully recovered from it. No. So he's always had leg like, issues. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's always yeah. going to be problems and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. He's 19 years old. Could have been a lawyer. Could have been a football star. Yeah. Both done. This is a quote from Julio now. Okay. All I felt at the time was, why? Why has this happened to me? I'm someone who believes there's a reason for everything. Sometimes that belief is challenged, but more often than not, I believe events take place that force you to think, feel, and act in ways you may never have before. Mm. I believe people come into your life for a reason. Mm. And although he couldn't have known it at the time, that accident did bring someone into his life who would change it in ways he could never have imagined. During his hospitalization. Is this the kidnapping? <laughs> no, the kidnapping's not for ages. All right, I'm really right. okay. During his hospitalization after the accident, a nurse named Eladio Magdaleno, oh. who was treating Julio, brought him a guitar, partly as a way to distract him from his current painful and very depressing situation, yeah. but also as a means to exercise the dexterity and strength in his fingers and hands. But Smart. by doing so, this nurse unlocked a passion for music that Julio had no idea was within him. Wow. Over time, the physio and Julio's revitalized spirit began to pay off. I started to move my toes. I started to get up. I started to walk, albeit painfully. And I started to realize that I could survive. I started to think that I could be alive again. So from that day, I took chances. I disciplined my life. Without discipline, I would not be here. I would not be talking to you. I would not be a singer and I would be nothing. Discipline woke up my life again. Wow, that's great. But he's on the mend, yeah. He's on the mend. You have to, I mean, gee, I mean, you see those stories of people coming back from that and like how awful, just like how hard taking a step is. Like when yeah. you come back from like, you know, basically com- like paralysis, you like discipline is kind of the, the only way of getting through that, isn't it? My mate Bob almost died in a car crash two years Fucking ago. Hell. Literally his entire body was crushed, Yeesh. right? I saw him. I'd not seen him in ages because yeah. he, lives, he lives up north. Um, and I saw him November when I went up home. Mm. I bumped into literally bumped into him. He doesn't even live around there anymore. Uh. Bumped into him in the pub. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, he's just out of the pub hanging out. And I was like, what the you fuck? Like, died, are you all right? Like, you almost died. Like, this is mental. <laughs> and he was telling me about how he'd only, he basically had only been off his um, walking stick for about a month. <sighs> he's still got loads of health problems yeah, because yeah. of it, but his whole body's pretty much been rebuilt. Um, like, he's, he's walking around. He was, you know, he's able to go out and go for some drinks with his mates and mm. hang out and have a nice time, whatever. Mm. And he's got his missus at the death. They're having a bloody hey, together. That's incredible. And that's from literally being, like being crushed in a car to hell. near death. It's amazing what you can Two do. Two years later, being up walking, you know, he's never going to be 100% ever again. Yeah, yeah. Like he's always going to have, have um, issues. slight issues yeah, or whatever. But that's in, it's incredible, isn't yeah. it? What the human body yeah. can withstand. Well, yeah, you, you, and what modern medicine can do. People get excited about lizards that can grow back tails, but fucking yeah. we're like... Bob's having a baby after being yeah. crushed by a lorry. Yeah, Jesus. That's, that's bloody impressive. Better than a lizard. Good on you, Bob. <laughs> Bob, better, better than, than, a, than lizard. a lizard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, after his rehabilitation, Iglesias went back to obtain his law degree uh, in Madrid. But he didn't give up on the singing. Good. Singing lawyer, they called him. They didn't. <laughs> they, didn't. That was, they should have done, but they didn't. They should have, but no one was bright enough to. 
1968, he won the Benidorm International Song Festival, a songwriter's event in Spain, with the song La Vida Siga Igual. Sounds great. Meaning, life goes on the same, which was oh. used in the film La Vida uh, Siga Igual about his own life. Wow. There is a film about him a being a football playing lawyer who gets in a car crash and gets paralyzed I'm and then gets healed and I'm he plays surprised. himself in it. Yeah. I ain't watched it yet, but we're gonna. That sounds great. Yeah, we absolutely are. If we both watch it with Skype on or something, yeah, from our own, be great. Yeah, it'd be absolutely great. I'm gonna be into. I'm gonna oh, that'd be Spain. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice Italian. Uh, no wait, where's he from? Spain. Spain. Spanish. Nice Spanish film. Lovely Spanish film. Oh, lovely, lovely, about lovely. a football player turned Mus- musician. Musician who went in a car crash. Yeah. Lovely. Sounds incredible. After this, the Latin crooner signed a deal with the Discos Columbia, the Spanish branch of the Columbia Records Company and released his first studio album. The album's huge success led to his selection for the 1970 Eurovision Song Contest. This is the very minor link through to what I would do. Yeah, he was in the Eurovision Song Contest. He was in Eurovision. He was in Eurovision. Eurovision. No, it's fine. So Julio entered the contest with a song of his own composition called Gwendolyn, a ballad written about his first girlfriend of the same name, a French girl he'd met when he was 20 years old. You don't hear that name very often anymore, do you? Gwendolyn. Well, Gwen. Stefano. Gwen, you hear Gwen. I know a couple of Gwens. Do you? Yeah. I've met a Gwen. But they're not Gwendolyn's. He entered Eurovision. Okay. So we can watch a bit of it if you want. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it's it's sort of what it's you would expect cool. from 1970. It's very 60s European. Yeah, like there's three... I'm singing a song Yeah, there's about like three women in like, tr- not trouser suit, suit tra- whatever. Very 60s suits, outfits, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, in the background and it's kind well, of a ballad. 70s outfits. Yeah, yeah. At the close of voting, yeah. Gwendolyn had received eight points. This is back in the day. This though, is back in the day where 16. that's like incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it received eight points, placing it fourth in a field yeah. of twelve, losing to Ireland's winning entry by Dana. Post Eurovision, Julio's musical career went from strength to strength, with song after song becoming big, not only in his native Spain but all across Europe. And he was seeing success in his private life too. On the 22nd of January 1971, Iglesias married Maria Isabel Prezler, a Filipina journalist and television host who was also a wealthy aristocrat of Spanish nobility. Ooh, marrying rich. Right? It's Good what we work. all want to do. Good it's work, what we Julio. all aim into it. I'm aiming to do it. Yeah. I'm waiting I'm for trying my, my, my holiday in the Hamptons. Oh, Someone's got a house in the Hamptons. I, yeah. I am all for that. I'm up for that. Yeah. Oh, I mean... Are you are you planning on me getting with someone who has a house? I'm planning on anyone getting rich and for me to be <laughs> okay, able to like, live just, through yeah, that. Just hang Not out. anyone. There are but there's definitely yeah, I would you, say five yes. to six half a dozen yeah. close friends yeah. who if they make it rich, yeah. I expect to see some of that benefit. Oh no, it's totally an unspoken In the same pact. way that if I get rich, you will benefit from yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's an unspoken pact. Exactly. I want to date a Wealthy heiress. No, no. What you want is one of your friends to, because then you've got none of the pressure of like, be, like having to maintain that relationship. But one of, my, one of my friends, she doesn't listen to this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but one of my friends is is dating someone from a very wealthy family. Yeah. Well, well, I don't see any of that. What the? F- 
I feel like you should raise I that with her. I see her quite a lot, which yeah. I suppose is a benefit of it because she lives yeah. in another country, so she comes over a lot. But actually, I'm not getting any private jets. Maybe they're not wealthy enough. Like He's, this oh, insurance. Is you Google he? his name, you is find it? pictures of him with Beyonce. Who is it? Philip Green? <laughs> Close enough, mate. Is it, mate? It's not, but you know. Jesus, all right. Okay. Get, get in on that. I feel like you need to have a conversation over the coffee. You'd be like, I'm not getting enough uh, uh, positive. Uh, I want some I want yeah. some of your benefits, return mate. Of, return on interest. <laughs> yeah, where's my ROI for <laughs> <laughs> you dating the son of a rich person? <laughs> Shit. Mm. Oh, I'll get there one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, together, the couple had three children. Chabelli, now a Spanish socialite. All right. Julio, another Julio, a Spanish singer, and Enrique, yeah. the one who's been dating Anna Kornikova for about 30 years. Good for them for staying together. I know. Right? Lovely. Good for them. Lovely. What's also great is when you look at the, the, the Wikipedia page for Julio Senior, uh, where I obviously got most of this information mm-hmm. from, it is savage in its descriptions of his three children. Oh, no. Three children. <laughs> so, oh, what no. it literally reads as, un, un, I'm sure unmeaning, yeah. like, doesn't mean to be. Yeah. But what it actually reads is, um, so he has these three children, Chabelli, a Spanish socialite, Julio, a Spanish singer, and Enrique, an internationally well-known Spanish singer, songwriter, actor, and record producer. <laughs> Which is like, fuck you, Julio Jr. Like, fuck you, you don't fucking know. Actually, Enrique did really, really Enrique well. was the best one. <laughs> Julio, you trying to be a songwriter. Julio. Julio's the best one. Um, uh, yeah, stick with, just be Chabelli, just be like the Spanish socialite. Throughout the 1970s, Iglesias and his family were extensively depicted on the front pages of international newspapers and magazines. But the marriage of Iglesias and Presla ended in divorce in 1979. Mm. And the discussion of Julio's sexual escapades began soon after. I was going to say, how long were they married? Nine years. Because how many, and how many women did he sleep with? 3,000. So... Not in those nine years. No, no, that's what I'm saying is, but even having a nine-year gap, where effectively you're supposed to be sleeping with one person. Yeah. That it restrains your amount of time possible to sleep with oh, 3,000 yeah. women. Wasn't, by, he wasn't sleeping he with was, just one woman. No, he wasn't faithful. Like, um, allegedly. Anyone allegedly. who... <laughs> allegedly. Anyone who sleeps with 3,000 women is, is not faithful to anyone at any given point. Absolutely no chance whatsoever. No. no. Uh, the same year of his divorce, he moved to Miami, Florida and signed a deal with CBS International and started singing in different uh, languages. He sang in English, in French, in Portuguese, in German, as well as Spanish. Did you say the same day as his divorce? Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, the yeah. same day is like a good day, a good way to get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> like- Following years of growing success, in 1984, he released uh, 11, how do you say this? 1100 Bel Air Place. Yeah. I think that's how you'd say that. The hit album, which established him as a star in the English-speaking entertainment industry. It sold over three million albums in the United States alone. That's ridiculous. In the United States alone? Yeah. That is... He's a megastar, mate. Bigger than the Beatles. That is... Yeah. Julio Iglesias. Bigger than the Beatles. Julio went on to record music with the likes of Willie Nelson, Stevie Wonder, and Diana Ross. Shit. And win a Grammy for Best Latin Pop Album in the 1988 Grammy Awards for the album uh, Un Hombre Solo, A Man Alone. He is a man alone. That's what he that is. blurb was talking about. As mentioned throughout his life, Julio has been surrounded by talk of his philandering ways. Oh, there we go. Now, we're going to go back to that in first book I mentioned. Yes. The, Unauthorized. The Enrique Inglésia. Oh. Unauthorized. Oh, still unauthorized. Okay. It's always unauthorized, mate. <laughs> yeah. Always. I think we should limit Never our research. To I don't unauthorized want authorized yeah. research. No. We don't want them to have to approve it. So this is a bit. This is a good chunk. Yeah. But it's worth it, right? Mm. 
Despite the universal appeal of his father's music, Enrique could never get too jazzed over jamming along with the sounds of Julio Iglesias. In fact, it embarrassed him to hear his father singing plaintive ballads of love and lust. At that age, he had a hard time coping with his own burgeoning sexuality, let alone having to come to grips with the concept of his father's romantic life. The mere thought of his father's Latin lover status gave him a serious case of the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Liza Minnelli wrote the unauthorised <laughs> biography of Kane Glazier. Oh my god. Yeah. And gave him the heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies. <laughs> We're not finished. Oh, okay. okay. The burden of having one of the world's most sexual. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The burden of having one of the world's most sexually active men for a father couldn't have been an easy one to bear. Whenever a mention of Julio's love life appeared in the press, Enrique would have to endure his fair share of teasing. Mm. Although he never confronted his dad about it, Enrique was affected by his parents' breakup. It was his firm belief that every woman he had ever loved had disappeared because of his father's inability to stay committed to one person. God, that's intense. Heavy, right? Intense, right? Also, yeah. I love Shit's that. I love that puberty yeah. was described as burgeoning sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have said that when I was mm. hitting puberty, and I was like, "Yeah, no, mum, it's my burgeoning, it's my burgeoning sexuality right now." Burgeoning sexuality. <laughs> my favourite bit is you can never get too jazzed over <laughs> jamming along with the sounds of Julio Iglesias. Great, great. Yeah, but oh it's true. God. Like, if your dad is the, one of the world's most like renowned lovers, it's not the best like thing to yeah, live with. Yeah, when you're like a weird spotty puberty. Yeah, God, I just want to go fishing. Like, that's a lot of time spent in the bedroom and not spent with your children. Is what, I'm, is what I'm thinking. It is. Right? Roland Bodlin, responsible <laughs> father right here. Too much shagging, not enough playing out Parenting, with the kids. Yeah. Take yeah. your kids to the football or yeah. like go fishing or just support them when they do their local play. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the local yeah. play. The local play that they do. <laughs> Too much fucking. Uh, after his divorce from Isabel, Julio found a new love in the shape of, and this will no be, be no shock to you, mm. in the shape of, 22 years younger, oh, Dutch God. model, oh, Miranda Ringberger. The couple had five children oh. together. Miguel, Rodrigo, oh, twins, Christina and Victoria. I hate twins, they're weird. Yeah. Guillermo, um, no, I've said that wrong. Guillermo. Yeah. Uh, and went on to marry in 2010 in a small church in Marbella. Okay. So, yeah, fine. Committed. Well, we're not committed. Well, not committed. 3,000. <laughs> in September 2006, Iglesias released a new English language album, which he titled Romantic Classics. Good. I've chosen songs from the 1960s, 70s, and 80s that I believe will come to be regarded as the new standards, Iglesias stated oh. in the album Sleeve Notes. Yeah. So you think, wow, yeah. Yeah. wow. New standards. Like new standards. Yeah, like the Sinatra like songs, classic. like, you know, the Bobby right. Darren, Beyond right. the Sea, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, oh classics. Yeah. Okay. The album featured his interpretations of Foreigners, I Want to Know What Love Is, and the Wham selection, <laughs> Careless Whisper. <laughs> I mean, good on him for calling them standards because Careless Whisper, maybe, I mean, for, you know. I fucking love Careless yeah, exactly, Whisper. exactly. I want to know what love is by foreigner though. Come yeah, on. you can't call that a standard. Oh my God. Seriously. Like, he, as if he could say that without like a smile like on his <laughs> That's face. in the album notes. That's in the sleeve notes of the album. Mental. Good on him though for lying through his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic classics, right? Yeah. Was Iglesias's 
highest debut on the Billboard charts. Wow. Entering at number 31 in the United States, 21 in Canada, 10 in Australia, with top spots across Europe and Asia. He returned to the studio to record songs um, from the album in Filipino and Indonesian for the Asian (laughs) releases of the album, which helped propel record sales in the Asian entertainment industry too. Jesus He wasn't happy with Latin America. He wasn't happy with the English-speaking entertainment industry. He's fucking global. Global. He's learning Asian. Good on him for yeah, singing Careless Whisper in Filipino. Filipino. Good for him. I want to hear. I pay money to hear I that. I want to hear Philippi- uh, Filipino Careless Whisper. I should have Googled. I should have yeah? searched for it. We'll find we'll it. We'll find yeah. it. Listen, Google. So, we're going to wrap. I'm pretty much at the end now. There was a lot. Like, still I alive? Have to, like, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still going. Still going. He's still going. That count, that 3,000 like, still going There's so out. much. Like, Hula <laughs> Inglésias is potentially one of the most interesting people yeah. to research. God damn it. There's so much. I could. I had to condense some of this. Just yeah. I'm just going to go like power through some Wait, 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 wait. We haven't done the kidnapping. Right. I'm powering through now. (laughs) Okay. All right. So this is some other fun things to know about Julio. (laughs) Okay. In 2008, he made a music video with Golnara Karimova, who is the daughter of Uzbek dictator Islam Garimov. Wow. Okay. So So he's, you know, yeah, mixing with the wrong crowds, but you know. In October 2012, Iglesias performed a concert in Equatorial Guinea where tickets were reportedly $1,000 each. Fuck! And I assume there were people there. So at least one person paid $1,000. That's not like Vegas. It's mental. Wow, yeah. Like even the biggest... Equatorial Guinea. Wait, in Equatorial Guinea? In Equatorial Guinea. That's nuts. I guess like, yeah, he's, he's big in like Latin America. Bonkers. Yeah. In 2013, he received two historic awards first he was awarded the most popular international artist of all time in china the most popular artist of all time the most popular international artist international of all time in china. artist of all time in china so they only give that award once yeah it's him <laughs> that's, that's it. that done i feel a bit that's, that's a bit it. like for, forever forever he'll be the most popular in china <laughs> like that's a bit of an anticlimax right. to be honest and he was also given the guinness world record for the best-selling mat- uh, Best-selling male Latin artist. Well, that, I mean, that's a number. So good, yeah, good. Good, good. yeah, good for him. Uh, another fun fact. Okay. Julio still hadn't met Anna Kornikova, his son Enrique's very famous tennis yeah. you know, superstar girlfriend. As you said, girlfriend. married for how many years? Well, together. Oh, yeah, couple. together for years, yeah. But he, ha- he still hadn't met her after they'd been together for 12 years. <laughs> Jeez, apparently... 12 Years. Apparently, his father's uh, too sexual much shagging, prowess. not enough hanging yeah, out with the that's kids. Same yeah. thing, isn't too it? Too much, yeah. Get to know your bloody Maybe Enrico was worried. Was worried it end up. It end up the shagging. Shagging Kornikova. <gasps> yeah. Shagging. She's very attractive. She's isn't she? <laughs> They've been to, They have been together for good for forever. them. Good for them. On off. But I think oh, more, is I it? think more on than off recently. Well, well, good. Yeah, she's not doing tennis. I mean, they're doing better than Brad and Angelina. He's not re- oh, he's he's what's he doing? Singing. Probably he's still. always doing the singing. He's always doing singing. He had his mole removed. He's had some. He did, time. didn't he? Yeah. I remember that. Um, and currently, this is the last hit fact. Um, quick, quick fact. Right. Let's call it that. Um, is that he's currently fighting a paternity lawsuit brought by Mr. Javier Sanchez Santosa, aged 41, who claims to have the results of a DNA test showing that he is the singer's son. So he potentially has gone from seven (laughs) kids to eight kids. But he's saying, I'm not your dad. And the guy is saying, you are my dad. Yeah, the guy is saying, so I read this article. It's happening literally at the moment. Um, He's got, he got, he had a private detective. So his mum had an affair with him while he was with Isabel, while he was with Enrique's mum. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and he, this guy, I ordered. I hired a pi- private detective yeah. who found um, tissues and cigarette butts with wow. uh, Julio's. I know it's like a movie. DNA on. DNA on, wow. and they've done tests, and it's ninety nine percent positive. Oh, he's his father. Shit. But so he's taken him to court for it. Fighting in court. He's, he's fighting. So you'll get access to his money then. All the money. That's a lot of money. That's how you. All that's the other the way money. you do it. Marry rich or find out that your dad isn't your dad. It's the. Uh, it's, <laughs> my uh, the dad's definitely my singer. dad. Mine too. Too similar. So you just got to marry rich then. Fuck. <laughs> or make it rich off her own backs. But I don't know. Nah, that's too much work. <laughs> if anyone wants to give us money, that's fine. So <laughs> right, okay. right. I know you're waiting for it. I've been waiting for it for the whole episode. Right. Kidnapping. Final exciting piece of Julio news. Yeah. In 1982, his father, Julio Senior, Senior. Junior. There's too senior, many seniors. Senior. Yeah, Senior was taken hostage by Basque terrorists. Fuck! Mental! I learned about the Basque terrorists the other day. They wear berets and masks. They're scary looking. Who's taken hostage? Mm. So this is from an article at the time. Fuck. So 1982. Was he, al- he was alive at this point. He's old. They're all alive. It's 1982. Yeah, 1982. Yeah. They're all alive. They're all alive. All the characters. Enrique. All the Julio, big names. And Julio. All alive. Yeah, Enrique must have been alive as well. Yeah. How old is he? He's older than us. Yeah, we're 88. Uh, yeah, 89. Oh, fuck you. Just how I'm younger than you. <laughs> this is from an article from 1982. A squad of nearly 150 crack anti-terrorist troops freed the father of superstar singer Julio Iglesias on Sunday and arrested his four Basque terrorist kidnappers in a pre-dawn raid, ending a 19-day drama without bloodshed. Shit. Dr. Julio Iglesias, remember, gynecologist, youngest in the country. Dr. Julio Iglesias Dr. sounds Julio even better. Dr. Julio Iglesias, yeah. uh, 66, you know, he was an elderly man oh, at this God. point, was unhurt but exhausted. Two men abducted uh, Dr. Iglesias on December 22nd and demanded a $2 million ransom from his son, who sold more than 10 million records last year in Europe and Latin America. (laughs) The kidnappers, two members of the ETA Basque terrorist group, were arrested in the raid and taken to Madrid for interrogation. Carlos, who's another son. Another one. Told reporters, two men bundled his father off in a car after snatching him outside a Madrid travel agency, then drugged him and took him to their prison in the trunk of the car. ETA squads, so everything ended nice, yeah, it was fine with Dr. Iglesias. But ETA squads at the time had kidnapped 40 people since 1970. Mm. Iglesias was the 27th victim to escape unscathed. Five others were killed and eight had been shot in their kneecaps. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ, that's terrifying. This is another bit. So we're going to a little bit further about his father. Uh, You can kind of see where Iglesias got his philandering ways Uh from. On the 19th of December 2005, Iglesias' father, Julio Senior Senior, died of a heart attack at the age of 90 years old. A week before his death, it became known that his 42-year-old wife was pregnant with their second child. Wow. I mean, it always... Mick Jagger did a... Not not even that old, but like... wrongings it's like it's them weird families that you wait, meet where someone's like oh yeah my uncle's five years younger than me yeah. except in this case his it, uncle's like 50 years younger than him yeah it oh jesus christ and he so how long before he died a week before he died yeah 
It, so he was, was 90 pregnant. years old. He got someone pregnant he, at 90. He died of... That is why men... In fact, that is exactly the fucking reason the problem why straight men everything. are vile as It's the problem with everything. Is that There's no time... At 90 years old, they can still get someone pregnant. There's no time... And with no care. Oh, I'll just get someone pregnant and then fucking die because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, there's no... Whereas women at the age of 35... What? No. In fact, at the age of 25, I told to hurry up because you might run out yeah, of the eggs. You might... You, you know, you got to have a baby like, soon. Your, your purpose... Sort your shit out. Like, your purpose I'm not is saying ending that. Your soon. But your yeah. purpose on this planet your is ending soon. Your purpose is ending soon. Yeah. Quickly. Whereas 90, you can just go, oh, spoff one out. Have a kid. I'm dead now. Spoff one out. Men are gross. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, Christ. Bloody nightmare. I've had a lot of... I've had half a bottle of red wine now. I'm slaying it. Yeah, you're doing all I'm right. I'm angry. I'm sick. It's New Year. I'm single. I'm angry. <laughs> right. Um, but we'll end, you know, we've done all the philandering stuff. So we'll end Julio's story in his own words and talking about his actual one true love, music. Now, this this bit is a, is a direct quote. Okay. okay. This from, is an unauthorized. This is authorized. This is authorized. 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 And I'm sorry to use it, but it's from a Daily Mail article in 2014. It's okay. fine. We have to do our research. When I am performing, I feel everything of my body, darling. I f- he says that to the, to the interviewer. <laughs> I feel darling. everything of my body, darling. I feel from here, he touches his orange forehead. Right down to my feets. Feets. Actually, <laughs> not feet, feet. <laughs> I cannot walk very good because I have pain in my feet. I just jumped the other day in my bed and my little toe, and they spell it L-E-E-T-L-E, <laughs> little toe, where I have a bone, he is hurting like crazy. People ask me, do you get nervous? No, I'm so crazy when I go on the stage. My blood runs stronger. I don't have cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. This is like, this is like, as well, this is ramblier than a Trump speech. At yes. this point. <laughs> I don't, I don't have cholesterol. I don't have arthritis. Or maybe just a little bit after the concert. No, to be on stage is the biggest privilege of someone who wants to expose himself in front of people. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't expose yourself in front of people. <laughs> that is actually that in the that is a really bad quote. That is a really bad quote. Like, and you could tell that was written verbatim. I barely got and through they were- that. <laughs> Oh, God. And you can tell, like, it's one of those ones, I've done it, where as you're saying it, you know, you're like, oh, this is going to be interpreted really badly. Really uh, Like, and afterwards, I'm sure he went, I don't mean, like, expose yourself like that, but they just taken that one quote, and he's like, he's, uh, yeah, no, expose yourself badly. But there we go. Oh, guy. Mate, that was a really good story about Helio Iglesias, Oh, though. thanks, love. It's really, really con- it was start. really convoluted trying to get everything together. Yeah. Because his, you, re- you start reading so stuff, much. and you're like, okay, so he's a philanderer. And then you go, oh, no, but wait. His dad was uh, abducted yeah. by terrorists. Yeah. Oh, no. And there was loads of stuff I cut out. There was all this stuff about like weird properties that he's owned and stuff. Like, yeah. it's just I didn't even go into the, the amount of stories that there were yeah, yeah. about his love yeah. life and stuff as well. Yeah, oh my God. He is an odd guy. There are many, many, many odd guys from the history of Eurovision Song Contest. In there. Love it. Right, there you go. Well, well happy. Love it. Good yeah. start to the season, mate. Yeah. I'm really happy with that. I miss the stories. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> Are we going to explain this thing that we're doing now? Yes, we're going to explain song stuff this year. So we've decided, <laughs> because we're doing it fortnightly, we're doing things a bit different. We're gonna, we've got to change things up for you guys anyway, haven't we? You've got to make things fun. Yeah, keep it interesting. Um, so this year, instead of, well, this series, instead of Roland doing a song a week, because that was, judging it, that's nuts. That, he cannot continue it's at that level. It's completely crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what we're going to do is, 
Roland is going to build the greatest Eurovision song ever I, on a what? I, well, I'm going I'm to I'm gonna say this isn't just me. No. This is no, all of us. This is going to be, yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck, yeah. No, this of course. This is all of us. We, we, not Roland. We, we everyone. We. You listening, your yeah. friends, your yeah. family, your countrymen, whoever you can get involved, we as a collective, as a hive, are going to create the greatest Eurovision song ever on a weekly basis, fortnightly basis, yeah. with the episodes throughout this series and throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is, Roland is going to come each week. With a, with a different idea, a different part of, mm. whether it's a theme, whether it's a lyric, whether it's a, a melody, a chord progression, a backing track, a drum beat, whatever it may be, yeah. he's going to come with something every episode yeah. that he's going put to put to me, yeah. put to you as the listeners as a suggestion of, right, this is what I want to use, this is why I want to use it, and yeah. this is what the song's going to be. So that over the series, we build this song and it all gets put together. And once we've got things kind of, more uh together as we're later on in the series and we've actually got the melody coming together and the music coming together we will be asking you to contribute towards it as yep. well so we know that we made it difficult last year <laughs> asking you to make a song not possible but we know that we have talented musicians out there yep. we know that you people out there can play guitar they can play violin they can play the drums they can play you know uh Different, saxophone yeah. or whatever but you know so what we're going to do is once Roland's song starts getting built is yep. we're going to be able to say right we now know what this part of the song sounds like. Yeah. Can anyone out there record that bit? Record that bit on a piano. Yeah. Record that like, bit on guitar. Or even genuinely, like if you're, I'm doing a lot of traveling. Like if you, I will try to, if need be, if you can't record it, try and find you and record it or figure out some way of recording it. Yeah. Whether that's like helping you record it over Skype or physically yeah, yeah, being yeah. there to record it. Like, yeah, we're here to support. We are genuinely... So we spoke at the end of last year about trying to enter into whatever thing it was. Like it, San Marino. Yeah, whatever, and, it, yeah. and it was a big ask. And it was also whilst I was moving country, literally <laughs> emigrating. So it was a big ask. But like genuinely, we think we can build through our community mm. a song. Yeah. We were, I will also say at this point, we are going to be using the help of uh, an amazing, and we've spoken about it before, an yeah. amazing guide that basically this this publication in the UK, who, or who are global, but they're based in the UK, called Pop Bitch, who do this amazing coverage of Eurovision every year. If you haven't uh, looked at their coverage of Eurovision, they do this amazing coverage. So, uh, And I'll, I'll keep talking about them because they do do great stuff. But every year they give this guide of the really technical approach to how to make or, or the 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 winningest uh, Eurovision songs, <laughs> yeah. um, and and exactly all the elements that are used in that. So I'm going to use that as a guide, and hopefully by the end of this year, or by the time that uh, the actual qualifications roll around again next year, we will have a genuine song mm. that we can pull together, yeah. and we can get singers and musicians and whatever else to make a full song, and we'll have done it together, yeah, and uh, we'll have done it as a group, yeah. So. We're going to start this week. Right. So, you know, they do... This is going to be technical, guys. They do, they do very, very technical stuff. So they do tempo, they do uh, key, they do chord progressions, they do some really, really technical stuff. This week, we're going to start on a, on a, on a fairly uh, broad... We're, we're talking a high level, so we're talking like 10,000 mm -hmm. feet thing. And we're talking about themes. Yeah, okay. Um, so I don't have anything new to bring in terms of like a, a, a music to listen to no. or anything like that. That's fine. But what we're going to do is we're going to um, look at what their recommendations are. And they've gone deep into this. 
And they have a section on their analysis called wordplay. Mm-hmm. And what Popbitch says is more often than not, Eurovision lyrics are just a brunch of nonsense strung together in somebody's second language. But there are actually patterns to all of this. Walking on sunshine, mm. lyrical suicide. <gasps> Holding your heart in your hands, even worse. Flying through a storm though, now that's where you want to be. So what they have what? is a little graphic here of words that are good and words that are bad. Okay. And I've taken some of these words and, and, and looked up them in songs from Eurovision history. And we're going to um, look at what Popbitch says and says yeah. whether they're good or bad and then have a quick listen. Okay. And then we're going to discuss maybe some of the words that we can take on board to create a theme. We're not necessarily going to create a whole theme, but we're just going to have a little look. So Popbitch says, firstly, uh, I'm going to do uh, this. Popbitch says that a bad word to use, yeah. and this surprises me, Bad word to use, sunshine. Oh. Don't use sunshine. Too cheesy, maybe. Uh, mentioned five times by losers, only once by a winner. Okay. However, they do say, in contrast to sunshine, you know what is good? Storms. Right. Storms, anything to do with lightning. Thunder, lightning, and rain. Thunder and lightning is very exciting. You got it. Let's have a listen to Sergei Lazarev. <laughs> Not a winner, but came very close. What did we learn from that? We learnt lightning, lots of sunshine. Drama. When I think drama. when you come to weather, if you're going to do a weather yeah, metaphor. Yeah, less cheese, more drama. Drama. Yeah, yeah, sunshine is cheesy. It's obvious. Mm. We're not going down the obvious route. Although Walking on Sunshine is a great song. One of my favourites. I don't think it. I don't think it hits with the Eurovision crowd. Okay, I've got two more comparison. Okay. Uh, actually, not a comparison. It's, yeah, that's weird to say. Uh, <laughs> the pop bitch says, uh, and probably rightly so, moustache bad i can imagine because <laughs> very few people like a mustache it was mentioned once by a loser by loser they mean someone who came last place ah this is a song <laughs> is it france this is a song by france <laughs> in 2014 by a band called twin twin called mustache <laughs> Look. Moustache. Look. Moustache. I like quite like that song. <laughs> I don't mind it until they start doing the moustache. But apparently, moustache right. doesn't go down well. Last thing, we're going to go what does go down well. There is a uh, feature of the face, a prominent feature of the face, and that is the eyes. Now, Pop Bitch says that eyes were mentioned four times by winners, mm. uh, one of which... Everyone loves an eye. Everyone loves an eye. You can look into the eye. You can look deep into the eye. Uh, one of which was uh, in 1993 for Ireland. This was in their spate of running, yeah. uh, winning, uncontrollably winning. They uh, by one Neve Kavanagh. Let's have a listen. Yeah. 
actually really I like love that. that. That's great, someone. I'm right? well into that. And, and actually, you know what that does? That combines uh, two because Pop Bitch actually say that in your arms is also mentioned I twice by winners. I was going to say yeah. that, like all of the nice um, like metaphors, well, no, not yeah. really, but like the description you know. she gave then of yeah, like yeah. in your arms and your smile and your eyes yeah. and your heart. It's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Lovely. That's a really good song. I've never even heard that before. That, that was great. Right. So what okay. we are learning is yeah. that if I talked about sunshine in your mustache. Terrible. Really You're bad. Losing. You're okay. losing, mate. If I talk about thunder in your eyes. Thunder, <gasps> thunder in, in your eyes. Right? Thunder in your eyes. I'm into that already. And like, and like, and like protection like, in your arms. And like rain in your heart. Mm. Yeah, that seems fine. A no, heart. You know what? In, no, no, rain's bad. Heart's bad. Heart's bad. Mentioned nine times by losers. <gasps> you know what? No, I, you know what I think right that though. is though is I think there's just a, a prevalence of heart. So I think there's like an so overuse. Lightning of heart. eyes and rainy arms. Rain arms like protection arms. Stormy arms. Stormy thunder Stormy eyes. eyes. Stormy eyes. I, I think like lightning in your eyes is is, is quite good, right? So we're talking drama. We're okay. talking eyes. Yeah. And we're talking arms. Great. That's something to Step go one. on, right? That's, no, that's perfect. We've got 52 weeks. That's perfect. To, to, right. To get it going. So guys, this is the beginning of your, your, um, your, uh, what's it called now when you have like a mood board? Yeah, mood your board. Your mental mood yeah. board yeah. for our Eurovision song, our collective yeah. hive mind Eurovision song. This is going to be the first ever crowdsourced Eurovision yeah. song. Okay. I'm- and the beginning of it is... Thunder in your eyes. Thunder in your eyes. And so what, what I'm gonna I'm also gonna do is I'm gonna offer up like decisions to make. And like Isabel will have obviously a big say, but it'll be like Eurovision. So Isabel will be the jury. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but we will also consider the public, public vote. consideration, yeah. So when we're doing things like chords and keys and, and yeah, tempos and rhythms. Yeah, we want you to get in touch. Stuff, like if we, you've got musical yeah, abilities, yeah. tell us if we've missed something, yeah, you've got yeah. something wrong, and be like, no, yeah. no, 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 this yep. would sound better like this way. Yeah absolutely smash and, that and in. if it's a 50 50 thing we'll put it to a twitter poll and we'll ask people because on twitter if we, if we never play the entire song until oh. september we've never yeah no yeah for had sure a, we've never Completely. published this song absolutely. if we just go chord this here chord thing. there until september and then we have an actual reveal of this so, is what and the song will, sounds yeah, like yeah we've not broken any eurovision no we have mate. genuinely haven't <gasps> oh my god we've played the system and we can <laughs> all go to eurovision for free if we make it <laughs> You'll all be as part of our uh, PR team or whatever. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah, we'll find roles. There we go. So we're, we're thinking thunder in eyes. I ain't thought up an ending because I didn't think no, we were meant fine. to do we it. We need to work out the ending. Yeah, it's we've all right. got to go. We love you we're all. Have a lovely time. Yeah, we're back. I'm really drunk. Yeah, you got to go off and do something now. <laughs> I've just got to go home. Yeah, I'm really late to meet some friends. All right, mate. So we're gonna do it this fortnightly. So we'll see you fortnightly, in two weeks' time. Two weeks' time. Stay in touch. We love you. Email us. Yeah. Let us know ideas just thoughts you're having when you're walking down the street anything someone has to tweet that we are what was it just great uh, famous as fuck famous as fuck famous as fuck someone tweet that someone tweet that and we'll quote you as it yeah we will all right guys (laughs) bye see you next week next fortnight bye